Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I am so here. I am live at the State Fair. Oh, all you in Radioland, if you could see what I see, I got to see 3,000 people just kind of ebbing and flowing. See cute little kids with uh, fans fanning the roses. I am happy to be at the live WCCO stage at the State Fair. I just love this day, the first Saturday. Uh, I was here on Thursday. I ate all the new foods with the Minneapolis-St. Paul Magazine crew. We kind of run through. Then we get everything up online. It's all up at mspmag.com. And now this is the day where I go and I get the things that I love that are the tried and true, the old friends. Um, and so when I thought about kind of what to do in the show today, I thought, let's let's kind of get into the, the real spirit of the great Minnesota get-together. Let's have the, you know, just show how people, Minnesotans from all over the state really do meet here. We've got Minnesotans from Trinidad. We've got Minnesotans from Roseau. Today, I have... Probably my favorite Minnesotan from Trinidad on the show, Harry Singh, the living legend. Harry Singh has been making Caribbean food in the Twin Cities for a darn long time, and he has a restaurant on Nicolette and 27th Street. I go there whenever I can. He's got a stand up at the food building, which has my just legendary favorite thing, which is the doubles, special bread. And Harry is a legend, and I'm lucky to have any Harry in my life. Harry, welcome to the show. So okay, very put the microphone up to your... All right, we're going to work, work this out. It's confusing being here. You have to be so oh, close. There okay. we go. Yeah. All right, so Harry, tell me, you grew up in Trinidad, right? Trinidad and Tobago, yes. Trinidad and... I forget the Tobago part. That's all right. It's like <laughs> Minneapolis and Port. Put your microphone really close. It's, it's just loud out here. All right, so you grew up in Trinidad and Tobago, and then... How did you end up in Minnesota? I came here to attend uh, school, you know, Minneapolis Business College, then North Hennepin, then proceeded to St. Thomas University. And so what inspired you to start making food? Well, during the 70s, there was nothing like Caribbean food or hot stuff. So I decided to introduce that. And at one point, it was like the Cadillac, the hot sauce, curry, roti introduction. I remember the first restaurant of yours I went to was over on Lynn Lake, and you had those cute chili pepper lights all over the ceiling, and everybody, that was your claim to fame, was hot, like, hot, hot, hot. Yes, and it still is today, you know, number one. It's number one. Um, and then, all right, so then you opened your restaurant after coming here for business school, and you've been... At the State Fair now, for how long? Uh, this year will be 10 years, and it was such exciting, great, you know, experience in my life. It's so diverse, many cultures, many different 
ideas. It's good. It's great. Excellent. Yeah, so do you see people from all over the state? I think you do. All over the state you do, and sometimes even out of the state, like different countries. All right, so I know, I think your number one seller is probably doubles. For people that don't know what the doubles are, tell the doubles. The doubles is uh, two fritters with chickpea, which is suitable for vegetarian, no cholesterol, no... It's a very, it's like the best thing. It's a curry chickpea with all kinds of, um, that kind of tingling Trinidad spice. What is The tingling, the chutney. That's the chutney. The mango chutney, and then you have other chutneys combined with that. It's one of the unique tastes, really. A finger food, but it's not. So it's it's kind of the signature street food. It is. Of Trinidad and Tobago. Like, if I'm really living... Trinidad's Vago, I have a, a couple of rums, and I walk around the streets. That's what I'm getting, right? You're getting that, yeah. And I'm happy. More than satisfied. <laughs> you great, great taste, filling. It's, it's very appetizing, really. And then you also make a ginger beer. You make the traditional, like you start with fresh ginger, and you brew it, and you make ginger beer. Yes, you, you brew it and let it sit, let it you know, and then you have a pleasant, smooth-tasting ginger beer with a tingly. It's the best. I that you're one of it's one of my things that I use to get through the state fair because I eat too many fried foods and then I need something to fix me back up and I go up to Harry Sings and I get the ginger the ginger beer. All right, you're welcome anytime. Good, <laughs> great taste. So I, your little strip of the food building up there is uh, it's kind of a different. So there's Manny from Manny's Tortas, there's you. I mean, it's a real cross-section of who actually lives in Minnesota. Yes, and it's a very diverse quantity of foods of various ethnicities. Yeah, you're right next to the Sausage Sisters, and they have a, uh, you know, come from a long Minnesota butchering family. Yes, yes, it's true. And then you have gyros, you have cheese curds, you have a variety, then the walleye fish, you know. All right, so Harry, I've got a question for you. So if someone is coming to Harry Sings for the first time and they want to, like, baby step their way into the food of Trinidad and Tobago, where should they start with, like, baby steps? They should start with two things, maybe a doubles or a chickpea potato roti. Chickpea potato roti, yum. And then if they're just like advanced, they're Andrew Zimmern, you know, Bizarre Foods World Traveler, they know everything about everything. What should they? What should they do? They should go for the jerk chicken. If you at the restaurant, try the goat. The goat at the Curry restaurant. Goat, mm. lamb, you know. That's good stuff. Yeah. All right. So Harry, does your family back in Trinidad and Tobago think that you? are just nuts for being here in the land of ice and snow for decades? No, no, no. It was very exciting and very productive for me, most of all, and for them to be introducing what interesting place Minnesota is. It It was, it is, and it will always be this way. 
That is a word to live by. All right, Harry Singh, living legend, thanks for coming down to WCCO today. Everybody, if you haven't had Harry Singh food, go try it in the food building. Go visit him in his restaurant on Nicollet and 27th Street. I am the biggest fan. Do everything I can for Mr. Harry. Harry, thanks for coming in. I appreciate you very much, and I thank you again. Uh, thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we're going to visit with some other stars of the Minnesota State Fair, such as Stephanie Schimp. I can see her in the offing from the Blue Barn. Uh, we'll have more when we come back. Dara here. Oh, I love the Minnesota State Fair. We are here live. It's perfect. It's not too hot, not too cold. We are the champions. We picked a really good day to be here, so hooray for us. <laughs> Yay! All right, so today the theme of the... Of the <laughs> Oh, this theme of off the menu is we're really talking about people that make this state fair special, the way people come here from all over the world. I have Alicia Noel. She is the daughter of the, one of my favorite places in town. Uh, it's West Indies Soul. They have a booth up in the International Bazaar. And uh, Alicia kind of grew up with the fair. Alicia, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dara. Hi. Hi. All right. So your mom, Sharon Richards Noel, she was going to be here, but she lost her voice. So you grew up. Um, as a Minnesotan with really deep cooking Caribbean roots, right? Yes, I did. Um, my mom has been cooking for my whole life, and I've been in the kitchen since I was able to stand at the stove. So, Oh, and how long have, has your family been here at the State Fair? Um, we've been at the fair. This is the 15th year now. Um, I think 2004 was the year that we started in the international, or actually in the food building next to the Sausage Sisters. And, oh, uh, so you were <laughs> probably in Harry Singh's butt. Um, where the fire truck <laughs> engine used to be, so on the opposite side. Oh, mm-hmm. funny. Okay, and so um, uh, as people know, I grew up in New York City, and it was, and I was in uh, went to grade school in Queens, which is a most multicultural part of the world, mm-hmm. and we used to have Jamaican patties like oh, every yeah. Wednesday or something like that. And Jamaican patties are kind of a... Uh, the story behind them is kind of interesting. It was Cornish miners somehow ended up in Trinidad, uh, became, you know, people fell in love with pasties, but mm-hmm. put them full of Jamaican flavors. Yep. And then you end up with this uh, a Jamaican patty, which is basically a, a pasty with Jamaican. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was walking through the International Bazaar when I first moved here, I think, and I saw Jamaican patties, and I was like, oh, my goodness, it's yep. a taste of my childhood. And everyone was just like, that can't be the taste of your childhood. I was like, no, this Definitely. was completely the taste of my childhood. <laughs> yeah, in New York. Um, my grandfather actually still lives in New York, so going back, it's always really popular. Patties, and they do like the yard man snacks. I don't know if you remember those with the cocoa bread and the cheese and the patty inside. Mm-hmm. Yes, so you make your patty the inside of a bigger sandwich. Yes. It's delicious. So good. Okay, so you grew, tell me about the perspective of kind of growing up at the fair. You were helping your mom, you know, when you were a child. Um well, actually, I have, like, I think a deeper love for the State Fair beyond the food, um, only because in 2004, when my mom actually um, got into the State Fair, I lost, we lost my older brother um, in a tragic car accident. Um, and so that was in May, and then that was her first year of the fair. Uh, so I really saw, like, the people that are behind the scenes for the fair, um, and even the patrons just kind of really supported her um, and made sure that her first year was successful. And from there, we've just been, like, building that relationship as a family. So I've loved growing up at the fair. Oh, it's, so, it's just so good. I feel like, uh, you know, people from outside don't understand that 
that we, the people of Minnesota, mm-hmm. are very far from Chicago and many other places. And so it really, yes. like, we are together. Mm-hmm. We are a family. Yeah. I, I always tell people, if Minnesotans don't do anything else well, we come together so well. Like, for any reason. Your car is stuck, we're coming. <laughs> it's really true. Yeah. It is true. Um, my block is, uh, I live in South Minneapolis, and we have people from around the world, and, and they do not know how to drive in the snow. Mm-hmm. And so we spend all winter helping people yeah. out. And it makes the community <laughs> so tight. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm going to ask you the same thing I asked here. If people are kind of just getting started in Caribbean food, they come over to West Indy Soul. What do you, what's your baby steps like entry point? Um, I would say the baby step entry point would actually be the patties because um, they're pretty. They're, it's a pretty neutral, explosive flavor. So you have choices between spicy and mild. Um, so I would definitely say the patties. Oh, it's like a hot. It's like the best hot pocket ever. Mm-hmm. Like beyond. Yes. <laughs> um, and then if people are very sophisticated world travelers, what do you think? Where do you go? Where wow. do you lead them then? The sophisticated world travelers, I would lead them straight to the pork chop, um, smothered oh. in jerk sauce. It's so good. I would normally say the chicken, but if you're an expert, go for the pork. Oh, that's a hot tip. I've only mm-hmm. gotten the chicken. I've never had the pork. No, I'm doing that today. It. It's so good. It melts in your mouth. All right. Alicia Noel, thanks so much for coming down no talking to us about the fair. It's so good. You can visit Alicia and her family up in the International Bazaar at the West Indies Soul booth. And uh, yeah, just so happy you're here. Thank yes, you. Thank you for having me. Have a good time, everybody. All right. Thank you. When we come back, we're going to have Miss Stephanie Shimp. She started the Blue Barn, Blue Plate. She's a, a pillar of the Minnesota restaurant community and the fair. And we will talk to her here on Off the Menu when we come back. We are back here at the State Fair. I don't want to brag, but we have the most perfect weather. <laughs> it's really just, like, it's not too hot. It's not too cold. We're having a Goldilocks day. And I got a star at my side, and that is Stephanie Shimp of Blue Plate. Stephanie has the giant blue barn she put this multi-million dollar barn in a few years ago and everyone was like what you can't do that at the state fair and then she proved that in fact you totally could do that at the state fair it has been a a huge hit massive success kind of brought the state fair into this modern era of like mega crowd pleasing and I wanted to have Stephanie on the show this is about the great Minnesota get together of meeting all the people at the fair or at least four of them Stephanie, welcome. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. All right. Tell me, why did you want to put such a big investment into the State Fair a couple of years ago? What was like in your heart where you're like, I'm doing it, going in? Well, I've lived in St. Paul for a long time. I've lived on both sides of the river, Minneapolis now. And having the Highland Grill as our first restaurant and just watching the people flock up Snelling Avenue all those years and, you know... There's been a, a local shift, you know, both at our, say, airport and in our state fair to the smaller um, mom-and-pop places. And, and you just, you, it's kind of a badge of honor. You see people come out here and you're like, wow, I want to be like that. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, you've made it. Oh, it it's, is it's kind, kind of a, a you've made it. Oh, I didn't think about that part of it. I thought it was, uh, it's funny because I feel like since I've been writing about food, it's been like 20 years, um, the State Fair went from being something that was like our thing to something that people nationally look at. Yeah. I've had people, I remember one year, 
um, mayors from cities in Florida and Baltimore and uh, somewhere in Arizona. Like we're all coming through with the state fair, you know, glitterati uh, office people, and they were showing us off the whole fair. I mean, that's such a compliment to our state to have other cities and states looking at us for how it's done. It really, when I tell people from out of state the first time, like, oh, we got 120,000 people come through, or, you know, the duration of the fair, 3 million people, or whatever it is, you know, uh, people don't believe it, and then they look at the numbers, they're like, oh, this is true, it's mm-hmm. a true thing. Um, but here's a question, you have been really good about making the new foods work for you, like, you guys come out with a couple of smart new options every year, people always want to know about them, this year you have this very fascinating tater tot croquette situation that people are raving about and this uh, um, Swedish meatballs in a hot dog bun and I was really like I don't think that looks right and then I tasted it I was like this is delicious this is totally good um, this, the soft sweet bun just makes it work in a way that you didn't expect but I asked you to bring something that is like classic the classic blue barn and you brought corn fritters so let's talk about why you picked something that is not you know coated with uh, uh, pop rocks or is not an ouzo beer or something so these are from our first year at the fair in 2014 when the west end market was brand new and when we were first going through our menu we wanted to put out items that the general public would recognize not be afraid of not stunt food um and you know corn corn is in season right now and someday we'd love to be able to grow our own corn. We grow our own basil for our oh. lemonade this year at our farm. I love that basil um, lemonade, blueberry basil, super good. This would take a lot of corn. We're not we're not there yet on our farm, but we will be someday. And and this is when corn's in season. People are thinking sweet corn in Minnesota, and people know what fritters are. And then we do our blue plate thing to it, and classic with a twist, the chimichurri. Not everyone knows what chimichurri is, but it's a it's an herby, olive oil, uh, you know, cilantro, basil, a little bit of chili oil, a little bit of red pepper flake, garlic, something fresh to just punch it up a bit. And it's on the side, so and you can avoid side. it if yeah. you're timid. So. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and then blue cheese, so corn and blue cheese. We gotta you gotta have a little you know surprise in there. So you get just thousands of people a day through there, right? We do. It's a, it's a big operation. Um, we learn something new every year. We, we try to do something fun, like the Pop Rocks or the chicken and the waffle cone with the little malted milk ball at the bottom, but then also something approachable. I mean, the French toast is approachable. The Pop Rocks are fun. I love that French toast. That was one of my favorite things, what the, whatever year it was that that came out. So did you ever, I don't know if I ever told you this, so you did, you, you loved that that year. I, I think it was one of your top five or top yes. ten, but it, it was, yeah, I think it was a top five. That's I what think I it did. was too. So you came through and we were going to just do it for breakfast, you know. Cut it off at 10, and, you know, we're open at 7, so 7 to 10 on the breakfast item. And then we, we looked at each other, my, my partner and I, and we're like, she called this one of her best new items at the fair. It made the list. We can't stop selling this at 10. we got to do this all day. Who would, who would take their number one item and not sell it all day? 
So we made it on the spot, you know, called an audible and put that item on all day. And then pretty soon we had to call our friends at Franklin Street Bakery, who thankfully have their own stand here, um, Mark Haugen, Wayne Kostrowski, and they get the fare. And we like, you got to crank up production. You got to, you got to bake us a whole (laughs) lot more ciabatta. And then we needed more Pop Rocks. So then we started scouring the local stores and that big candy store down in Jordan and the one at the Mall of America. Oh, seriously? So seriously, true story. <laughs> like my dad is driving around from convenience store to convenience <laughs> store and going to the Mall of America and Jordan and buying out Pop Rocks so we can oh. sell it through the duration of the fair. We bought out every single case of Pop Rocks on Amazon as well. Oh my, I, see, th- I never knew this. You. This is like the, I, think this see, is, I just do what I do and then apparently just cause chaos as I walk. Oh my goodness. Well. It was fun. That was, yeah. And it's, uh, and is it, do people still like it? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. It'll be, I think it'll be a a classic. I think so. It's just, it's fun. It does exactly the right thing. It tastes good. And then it has a little sizzle. Like literally you can hear it sizzling. (laughs) You know, I think like we have fireworks every night. The Pop Rocks kind of, that's my ode to the fireworks. Yeah. You have, you're here for the, there's like different fairs. There's a morning fair, very wholesome. People are moving their sheep around. There's the late night fair, not so wholesome, getting into all 27 beers and the rock and roll. Hair bands and coming in after the hair band concert. Oh yeah. So you see all of that. You do. Do you have a favorite? Um, putting you on the spot. I, you know, I, I do like the happy hour kind of we're going into the evening crowd when dusk starts to settle. I love that. And I love watching if the sun starts to go down yes. and the midway lights start to come yes. up. It's a very beautiful thing. Yeah. And you can pick. I, I do like it when we have big concerts. People are having fun. They're out. I mean, the country people are a little different than the rocker people. Hats. The hats. big good hats. Yep. The MP- NPR night's a little bit quieter, you know. It's, it's, uh, Getting the granola and the healthy yeah, treats. Yeah, which is good because when you're here all day, every day for 12 days, we need a little variety too. I have all my coffee mapped out. Yeah. All right, Stephanie Schimp, this was delightful. Thank you for coming in. Thank Everybody you. in the audience is getting some fritters. We're having a good time. We come back, we're going to talk the last tent pole of the state fair, beer, the thing that has really changed everything. Stephanie, you have a little, you have Freehouse, yeah. you have your own microbrew. Yeah, our brewers at Freehouse um, made limelight for us this year. So just a punch of lime in there, uh, a very sessionable, drinkable, um, something that you can have more than one, um, zesty lime, a little bit of agave to balance it out, and a little bit of salt. Um, nothing stunty about it either, very... It's just a good, solid beer. I know. I feel like stunt beers, people are a little bit like, meh. We'll talk about it when we get back. All right. Thank Thank you you. for coming in. I appreciate it so much. When we come back, we're going to talk beer. And thank you to Stephanie Schimpf for coming down. Thanks, sir. I am happy. It is so good to be at the State Fair. That is what I see. I see people surging to the east, people surging to the west. <laughs> it is, uh, is going to be a high-volume day at the State Fair. I think everyone's got my idea, which is that you can't do better than this. All right, I've got a, uh, got a lot of things going on today. I've got a couple people in the audience who are uh, fans of the show. I'm happy you're here. Yay! Everybody, we got a small but mighty crew. We are powerful in our passions about State Fair food. All right, so first thing, I got a question about what were my favorite new foods of the year. These are up at MinneapolisStPaulMagazine.com, MSPMag.com. But here's what I just couldn't get enough of. 
that grilled peach. The produce exchange people have always had these great, you know, just peaches. They're giant. You get a peach and the juice runs down your arm because you're in the season. But I think they must have looked down at the corn stand. They're like, hmm, you know what else you can do with in-season things? You can grill them. So they've been grilling these peaches, split them, take the pit out, grill them. And then they put a bunch of stuff on it. So you can either get a fancy one with goat cheese and herbs and honey, or you can get a plain one with vanilla yogurt. It's unbelievably good. It's one of those things that you just take a spoon and just get into that peach and your heart sings. It's like, oh, how amazing is it to have a peach in season and then better? This pastry chef, her name is Alexandra Motz. She works at Spoon and Stable under the great and gifted Diane Yang. She consulted with them, and I'm just so impressed that she just looked at it and was like, you got a great thing. Don't mess it up. It's just, it's good. There's a huge line, but anyway, do it. It's worth it. Another thing I really liked, elote. Elote corn at the Tejas station in the garden. So that's just Mexican-style grilled corn. Take the corn, roast it. Put some spicy mayo on there. Sprinkle some lime juice and cotilla cheese. Holy cow, it's good. That is a good thing. That's in my top five. In the kind of dirty level of things, the Taco Cat dirty fries are nuts. They're loaded fries. They're just mess of good fries. Poured on cheese and black beans and pickled jalapenos. This is not for your health crowd. This is for your, I've tried all ten beers and I'm in the late night rock and roll fair. But those people need to eat and that's in my top five and what else did i put in there i'm trying to remember it's all up at mspmag.com when i come to the fair i also do have just like the things i love stopped this morning got a cream puff that is always a favorite so fun to see them just making the cream puffs a little bit tough today i think with the with the atmospheric humidity messing up the cream puff situation but that's always something i love I can never get enough corn roast. I go up to Harry Sings and get a curry doubles some point in this situation. And the dairy bar. Now this is going to be a ridiculously long list. Those are my favorites. So thank you guys for coming. Um, I have, let's see, should I get to the text line questions? No, it's too much. They're about restaurants. We're not about restaurants today. Today we are about the state fair. All right, so here's what I got for you. Who's here? Dave Tyson. This is the last... Close, Dan Tyson. Dan, sorry, Dan. That's Dave, David, the better-looking brother. <laughs> Dan Tyson here. Oh, why did your mom give you names that both started with D-A? How no, it, it even gets better than that. Yeah. It's Donald, David, Dan, and then Kathy. My sister. Couldn't find another D. What? Yeah. I could have helped her that? out with Donna. What a, I know, like, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so did knew? she just stand at the at the door and just just holler like all of you know just in sequence? Well, they skipped because it goes. I, I said that wrong. It goes Donald, David, Kathy, Dan. So complete. Who knows? Mm, I, don't know. I don't know. All right. So here's what I have. <laughs> uh, Tyson Brothers from yes, the Ballpark Cafe. <laughs> Um, so you started the Ballpark Cafe. This is your 20th year. You guys yeah. have been you're, – you're old school St. Paul. Tell me about that. Like you have well, roots. We do have roots. I actually uh, – my father <clears> – <throat> my great-grandfather started a restaurant called Lenway's Lounge uh, down on Dale University. Uh, we were there 67 years, and uh, 20 years ago we started here. My dad closed the bar – my mom and dad closed the bar in 
2003. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it was the longest family-owned restaurant in St. Paul uh, until we closed. That's amazing. Yeah. And so did you grow up, like, you know, washing dishes back behind them? Oh, my gosh, when I was 12. The best story is, is I was always clean. And every time I would clean, I would find 50 cents, a dollar, you know. Well, until my 30s, I didn't realize my dad put it there. <laughs> so now when my kids are working, I put change on the ground. So they, like, think it's cool to, to work. So Does it still work? It still does work, but now it's like $5, right? Yeah. Like the, the prices went up. Quarters do not get you anywhere. You're just, <laughs> just tucking Sacagawea dollars around yeah. under the chair legs. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Okay. So you have the serious uh, St. Paul roots. and But then how did you come to have the Ballpark Cafe? So I was a, worked at Sweet Mar- Actually, I started at park- in the parking department when I was 16. When I was in se- the park department. Parking department. Oh, parking. Like waving cars in. Then when I was in high school, I went to work for Sweet Martha's. Oh, that's serious. That's Ser- hardcore. Hardcore. So five, I was there four years. Uh, then I went to the police academy, and I quit Sweet Martha's to go to work for a state fair police department. All this time, I was still working at the restaurant. Well, a place came up for bid, Andy's Grill, and my brother and I did an RFP on it uh, back in 98, so it would have been in the fair in 98. Uh, we didn't get it, and... We're invited back to bid on the space now. Oh, that's um, the story. That's the story. And the best part of it is my brother and I were 12, 14 years apart, so we really had nothing in common. But now we're best friends, and it's great. It's been 20 years of watching his kids grow up. It's, pretty, it's been like a big family thing for us. It's been All right, awesome. so... Uh, now the, I, you know that I'm a big fan of yours. and Thank you. <laughs> now we come to the angry part of the show. So you're the person who, <laughs> you guys started this whole crazy yeah. beer trend <laughs> with a mini donut beer from Liftbridge. So if anybody yes. doesn't know, the Ballpark Cafe kind of is ground zero mm-hmm. for the craft beer revolution here. You were here before the Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild. You yes. kind of got everything going. You are one of the places that critics like me like really keep an eye on because you have the stuff. We go, but you're, you personally have a lot to answer for because <laughs> you all put out this mini donut beer with a frosted sugar rim. The first year it happened, I perhaps also have a lot to answer for because I was like, this is genius. Yes. This is so fun. <laughs> Next thing I know, there's lines of people 200 pe- deep. It's uh, Yeah, that was not good. The fair was not happy with us when we did not make enough of it the first year. Oh. Uh, we've been good about it since, but you know what? It was a night at Liftbridge, and I had too many beers, and they used to do this. Oh, you're totally responsible oh, for this. Oh, 100% responsible for it. <sighs> so they had this Irish coffee stout. I can't believe you said that live on the radio. I did. People I, are going to be I'm afraid, just, not afraid gonna, to admit it. You're going to get, like, <laughs> people are going to be ding-dong dashing you. All kinds of things are going to come down. All right. I, I've, uh, I've heard that lately. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so they had uh, an Irish coffee stout release. So about 11 o'clock, we were leaving. I said, man, honey, what do you think? They could get a beer to taste like a mini donut. They could get a beer to taste this good. We kind of were sitting there and talking about it. Well, the next morning, I woke up, and she's like, you remember what you said last night? And I was like, no, not really. (laughs) Mini donut beer. You need to get on the phone, and you need to call Hans. And he needs to call them guys, and you need to make this thing. So... Oh, um, so you have now, you've worked parking, worked at Sweet Martha's, <laughs> yep. worked as a cop at the fair, and then completely transformed Minnesota beer culture in our time with s'mores beer and mini donut beer and yep. lefsa beer mm-hmm. and all this bonkers stuff. 
I know. I, you know what? Maybe it's the fares in my blood, you're gonna right? Need bot, you're going to need bodyguards by the time this is done to just keep people. Well, I, <laughs> and the good part is, is like I've, we've just on the mini donut beer and it's went so crazy. So I haven't had to do anything like but put good craft on now. So that's where I kind of okay. like. <laughs> so that's why I wanted to have you in today. So uh, one of the things I really appreciate about what you're up to is that you brought in uh, three of these hazy beers. They're extremely yes. on trend. Um, they're called hazy because you can't see through them. But why don't you talk to me about uh, these hazy beers? Because it's extremely interesting. Like, this is the beer trend of the year. Yeah, the hate. So hazy IPAs, they start, they call them New England IPAs. They started at this cult brewery in New Hampshire. Right? Yeah, and they, like, it took a while to get here, too, because I'm trying, I'm figuring out with talking to, like, the guys at Modest and stuff, like, the people that started this were very secretive about it, so it's taken some time to get over here, and they've secretive about how to do like it, like how to do it, how to make them. Uh, so they're cloudy. They're it cloudy. almost looks like um, like somebody put a shot of half and half in your beer or something. Like that. Yeah, and what's weird about versus like a normal IPA, even like doing more homework this year, a lot of the breweries are getting away from this IBU thing, the bitterness thing, where because of these hazy beers, you have that hop flavor, but you don't have the bitterness with it. All right, so you brought three of these to the fair yep. this year. The a Barrel Theory Raindrops, right? So this is kind of the, the standard bearer in town, right? The standard, yeah, and they're new. They've been around, I think, what, just a year, just over a year now. So this is their, like, flagship beer. Uh, and the, it's, they're kind of like uh, the St. Paul Brewery right now. You yeah. know, the new trendy type of place to be. Awesome guys to work with. Met with them a few months ago, and they were able to... Uh, produce and we were the first people to have this outside of the brewery. So this is this raindrop. People are like, this is kind of the beer of the year in a lot of ways. People are very excited about it. Yep. And I love that you can just get it here at the fair at the ballpark cafe. Okay, so you brought that one. It's uh, and then what? What are the other two hazy? Uh, the other the other one is modest. So they make along this New England style. They're kind of getting even further in depth with it with doing uh, vanilla bean and lactose in. And pineapple yeah, juice so, in the IPA. So lactose is milk sugar, and it's yep. a very popular thing to do in winemaking. Added it, it makes it really taste creamy in your mouth. It kind of fools you. You're like, oh, yeah. it's buttery and creamy. And so then the people are calling them milkshake IPAs. So you got the modest. They're from the North Loop, downtown Minneapolis. Uh, uh, really great brewers. Yeah, and like I said, really great to work with. And then the third one we have is War Pigs out of uh, Chicago, but. Todd, legendary Todd, Todd, Todd Hogue, who started Surly, then departed for Chicago. And so he's got a hazy. He has a hazy uh, foggy geezer. So we were here last year with the Lazarite, but we did the hazy this year just because it's, like you said, the trendy thing right now. It's so trendy. I love that you can just kind of, but it's, you don't really get to have these three beers next to each other. I, a nerd, think that's a really good thing to do. So <laughs> you can yeah. go up to ballpark, you can try them all next to each other, and you can know as much about uh, these hazy IPAs as anybody. All right, so, Mr. Tyson. Uh, is our time up here? It's getting it's getting that way. When do we get some last some last words? You've also got the uh, the Champau, which is the big homebrew collaboration. Which, you know, they've been doing a great job with that for like I think this is our fifth year where we take last year's homebrew winner and then he Christian and I we was just up there we were talking uh, briefly this morning and they take last year's winner and he tweaks the recipe maybe a little bit does a little bit of this and but it's basically the recipe from last year's winner. 
And, uh, yeah, this is our fourth year with it. I love yeah. it. It's very welcoming. It's like yeah. bringing new people up into the, the fold. It's getting everybody. Yeah. Mm. All right. You're doing a great no, job. The cra- that we, like I said, we're so happy to be here. The 20 years, it's like a blessing. So, and it's thanks a for it's having us It's a great St. Paul story. It is. And you know what? Like Mancini's, Bogueras, I'm friends with all those guys, and we go way back. So it's kind of fun and giggles up on the hill. It's, it is kind of a St. Paul uh, reunion out here, so to speak. It's good. I love me some St. Paul. All right. Well, thank you for coming in today. All right. So everybody wants to know uh, what's happening next week. We got a big get. We got Dean Phillips, congressional candidate and gelato king. So uh, it took me a while to put that together, but he'll be on the show next week for another live State Fair edition of Off the Menu. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.